Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Travis. And my goodness, we have a lot to talk about. Fallout! Fallout, No longer just a video game. It is also what we're dealing with right now as a country, as minions... Trump's minions stormed the Capitol, but we we have a lot of sound of people that were at the Capitol building, including some upstart politicians who perhaps ruined their careers before they began. So we're going to play some sound from them so we can hear their thoughts. And my goodness, it is just as crazy as you might think it would be. We really need a hero right now don't we, we we do need a hero and in all times of darkness there is always someone who brings the light and in this case the light comes via a sword wielding muscular muscular man who maybe has sex with people who clean his home but what does he do with them in the great name of God, he procreates with the people he has affairs with, therefore making it sacred. Arnold Schwarzenegger, the former governor, the governator, out here in California. Republican. Republican governor, but of course, the Republican Party. You talk about diversity. There's diversity of it, thought. It's a big Some are more fascist what? than others. It's a big tent. It's, it's a, a big, big tent. It's yeah. a big tent party. <laughs> yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger, he took to social media or took to the internet and he had a message for us Americans. Yeah. And he did it in a way, truly, only he could do it. He did it using, harnessing the power of Conan Bartha. Barbarian. Yes, harnessing the power of prop comics everywhere. He, uh, hey, I love it. This, well, this I actually thought this was a really amazing video. This he, is a great video so in True Talk. Just, great video. Just Thank in you, context, Artie. it's like five minutes of him describing fascism, like being familiar with fascism in Eastern Europe and in, in Austria. And you know, 
uh, true talk. Yeah. Wow, this is true, true talk. talk corner. I know before we That's were doing That's a phrase you use a lot by the way. True talk. True talk. Which I, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say true talk. Because before. I'm so used to, you know, people look at me as a comedic genius. They look at me like someone like, "Oh, wow, he's full of he's full of ribs and 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 full of just unbelievable amounts of fantastical thought. Mm-hmm. I wonder what the true talk would be I'm, if he spoke it right. like that. And so now I'm speaking true talk. Well, I'm pretty sure the reason you say true talk is because you've only spoken to about three people for the past year. And so you've <laughs> developed your own lexicon and your own sort of phrasing yeah. in captivity. True but anyway, talk. but yeah, so he, this is Arnold. He's 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 saying like let's fix this fucking situation. But before we do that, Travis, I had to do my true talk. Oh, that's right. True talk. Yeah. Jeez. You almost did. See, this is what happens when I say I have true talk and then I get trampled. I got like, I'm at the Capitol I'm excited. and I'm wearing the don't try to make sure. Arnold Schwarzenegger has a sword in a video, but go on. Okay. I understand why. This event that happened at the Capitol was triggering to anyone who had any experience when it comes to the rise of fascism in Nazi Germany and throughout all of Europe. We talk about Nazi Germany. We talk, obviously, we focus on Germany. We focus on the Nazi party. But don't don't pretend as if these beliefs were not spreading throughout the region, throughout Europe. There were a lot of Nazi sympathizers throughout all of Europe. This massive, this coalition of bigotry and hatred was growing. Mm -hmm. And thank God, uh, the basically the Germans pissed off the wrong person with the Ruskies and they ran out of freaking cash. Otherwise, we might we may be living in an entirely different world. This is really triggering. We saw people wearing shirts. Uh, Travis told me somebody was wearing a shirt that said Auschwitz on the front and well, on the back it said staff. Camp Auschwitz and then staff on the back. Absolutely <laughs> disgusting. Well, there was a another of, person. Like, a lot of stupid responses to seeing that. You know, the, 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 on Twitter it was, well, how do we know he wasn't at Auschwitz? Yeah, how do we know he wasn't part of the staff? <laughs> this like this fifty-two-year-old man who's wearing a, a novelty Holocaust uh, sweatshirt. Yeah. You don't really have to go to bat for this guy. No, so. you definitely don't. There was another person wearing a shirt that basically just said six million Jews wasn't enough. Absolute horror. These people are villains. In a uh, in a Saw movie, these are villains that you meet when you go on vacation to a rural Eastern European country and you end up in a hostel getting your teeth pulled out for the pleasure of billionaires. These people are monsters and they were openly expressing their love of fascism. And I think this when people saw this, we obviously we present the news. We try to be light so you can digest the information and have it go into your brain and and not. Uh, you, the problem with so much news is it is so unbelievably devastating in so many ways that people shut off. And I understand that. So we try to kind of like a friend. We try to talk mm-hmm. to you like a friend because we are all friends here, and we try to get the information through that way. But you can imagine if you were someone, uh, a relative, or if you were affected by fascism the fallout has been going on for you know what 60 freaking years Mm -hmm. 70 years now you can imagine how traumatizing those images would be and that's why i think this arnold schwarzenegger clip is really powerful and important for us as a country and again we can play the sound now towards the end arnold schwarzenegger he brings out the conan barbarian sword and it's just uh i'm gonna say it's pretty cool travis what do you think I think it's powerful. Let's listen to him. Now you see this sword? This is the Conan sword. Now here's the thing about swords. 
The more it's you huge. temper a sword, the stronger it becomes. The more you pound it with a hammer and then heat it in the fire and then thrust it into the cold water and then pound it again and plunge it into the fire and into the water, and the more often you do that, the stronger it becomes. I'm not telling you all this because I want you to become an expert sword maker, but our democracy is like the steel of this sword. The more it is tampered, the stronger it becomes. Yay! Thank you, Arnold. You are the best. The governor. Only he yeah. could hold up that sword, make that analogy, and have that kind of power. Also, that sword's huge. Yeah, I watched Did that. You this, see that thing? I watched that this morning, and it, I was like, "What is Did this?" It, it made you feel good, right? Well, I was like, "What is this feeling that I'm having?" And I realized it made it's like. It's like if the whole country was a Make-A-Wish kid in a hospital Aww. bed, and then Arnold Schwarzenegger came in dressed as the Terminator, and he was like, hasta la vista, fascism. Terminator? <laughs> Is that you? But uh, you. It, it was sweet, and it was also like, oh, you, I also thought, um, you know, this is the kind of, like, strong man performance you know because he has the epic music in the yes. background he's got the huge that sword has to be that's just stock footage, it's literally right? you type in, that's just stock, you type in uh, epic music into youtube and that's yeah. the vi- that's the video that comes up but stock uh music. you know this is the kind of thing that would work on the opposite uh, opposite end of the spectrum which is like if he were actually a fascist we'd be in trouble i think with arnold schwarzenegger absolutely because he can rally i think he he would be the person to rally uh some very dark forces if he if he wanted to do that and if you want to know how deep the delusion goes when it comes to mega people some folks in the comment section had the audacity <laughs> to right. say that arnold looked worse than donald trump mr Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mr. Olympia, Mr. Carved out of granite created by the greatest gods in the universe, somehow in the minds of these sycophants looks worse than Donald Big Mac Trump. You have got to be freaking kidding me. And that's why we're dealing with pure and utter insanity, which is sort of what we're going to focus on in this episode when it comes to learning more about the people that stormed the Mm -hmm. Capitol. We're learning more specifically about folks like Jake and Jelly. It's no, it's (laughs) not a brand new Ben and Jerry's. It's not a brand new ice cream. His name is Jake and Jelly, Jelly. which sounds like a cartoon. And they go and they kill every single Jewish person they see in said cartoon. Yes. Jake and Jelly. He was the one who wore uh, the antlers and he had the, he had the, all of the wonderful furs. I mean, he was a real Paris Hilton well, he, out there storming was the, really, with his face painted like he was a professional wrestler. He really took on the role as, of mascot. He of did. He was the mascot. Yeah. And then he was the first to get basically uh, thrown under the bus by all these conservative pundits who uh, quit. were quickly calling him a an Antifa undercover agent. Uh, Which he and, is not. Like, they, they painted him out to be like a Juilliard actor or like oh. a Tisch graduate who then put on all this ridiculous makeup in order to shame Mr. Trump That's and to right. like, and to do sort of um, satire. <laughs> so we're going to play some audio of him here in the very, very near future. But before that, we also have to talk about as, as Travis alluded to these protesters being thrown away by Donald Trump, their leader, Now, we have seen this time and time and time again. The main person behind the chaos doesn't fall. The minions do. 
You look at everyone that was incarcerated. You look at everyone that was charged that had a relationship with Donald Trump. There is one person who has still not been charged, and there's one person who has still not seen justice. There is still one person who has never heard the clink of a, of a cell uh, behind them as they enter a room where they would be forced to contemplate their crimes for a series of years, that being Donald Trump. Now we're seeing the people have to deal with the ramifications of their actions that they did at the behest, or at the very least in their minds, at the behest of Donald Trump. Now they are being thrown away like tissue uh, that that was just ejaculated in. It's just in the corner of the room. And my God, does it not have a horrible odor to it. So let's talk about this in context of what happened earlier this year. Of course, there's been a lot of conversation about the hypocrisy, the way that the police handled the protest of these people who actively were saying they want to overthrow the United States government. They called it an insurrection. And then they acted on said words by going to the Capitol and attempting to overthrow the United States government. It's laughable how how pathetic the attempt is, but it is very real. I take them at their word. If someone says this is an insurrection and then they follow that out by going to the uh, Capitol and attempting to overthrow the Capitol, granted, it just led to them stealing podiums and writing random stupid catchphrases on random stupid manila envelopes. Nonetheless, it was an attempt. Yeah. And that attempt needs to be dealt with as if it was a true act of domestic terrorism because it was Donald Trump in June, after the BLM uh, protests were going on, and again, just to clarify, because I don't want to hear anyone being like, you guys are being hypocritical. Violence is never good. I do not like the destruction of property. I don't like to see buildings burned. Oftentimes, those buildings belong to the exact group of people uh, that many of the people are pretending to support. A lot of black-owned businesses were destroyed. Extremely horrible. I am not in favor of that. However, as we also saw in June, The majority of the peaceful protests were absolutely um, the the level of violence was absolutely increased by law enforcement. We saw this firsthand, as I mentioned on last week's episode. But this is just such a perfect, such a perfect filmed, simple, isolated incident. It's a micro incident that represents much of the macro incidents that were happening across the country when Donald Trump went to ho- go hold the Bible wrong outside of St. John's Church. Yes. And we saw the peaceful protests. And then we saw Bill Barr come out, look at the peaceful protesters. There was no curfew at this time, or they, well, at least it was before curfew. They had every right to be there. They were beyond peaceful. It's just a bunch of freaking people doing their constitutional duty to hold the government accountable. Donald Trump wanted the photo op. They came out with rubber bullets. They came out with pepper spray. They came out like they were about to attack parts of Al-Qaeda. And they treated these people like, like criminals. And they were not criminals. You have the juxtaposition of how they treated those peaceful protesters versus how they treated these unbelievably not peaceful rioters at the Capitol. And that is really driving people um, insane. It really is because it's just so obvious. And the fact that people aren't uh, or the fact that the powers that be aren't really expressing that to the degree that I think they need to be expressing the hypocrisy and the dual nature of how police enforce laws with one group. Versus another group, it has to be expressed and it has to be solved. 
But because of those protests in June, Donald Trump signed an executive order. Now, this executive order has really come back to haunt Donald Trump and his supporters. The executive order, which I am completely against, by the way, and this com- this totally reverses any positive impact that Donald Trump had on criminal justice reform, such as the First Step Act, which I'm totally in favor of. This completely negates any criminal justice reform he was attempting to do. And again, it was for political reasons. It wasn't, I don't think, out of the goodness of his own heart, but I suppose we can't really judge that. But so this is the executive order you're reading. This is the executive order, or at the very least, this is this is him talking about the executive order, which gives you 10 years incarceration if you vandalize federal property or federal monuments. This is what Donald Trump said. He says, we're looking at long term jail sentences for these vandals and these hoodlums and these anarchists and and agitators and call them whatever you want. Again, he's not talking about the people who stormed the Capitol. Those are heroes. Those are patriots. He's talking about the people who didn't want cops to kill black folks. Uh, he, He goes on to say some people don't like that language, but that's what they are. They're bad people. They don't love our country and they're not taking down our monuments. Again, he is talking about protecting the monument of Robert E. Lee, the slave owning fascist who lost the damn war. And now we have people who stormed the Capitol waving that freaking Confederate flag, proclaiming the South has risen again. Those are not the people he's talking about here. Those are the people that he believes are his acolytes and his followers, which, of course, he's now throwing under the bus. But because of this executive order, we now have these people who are looking at mandatory minimum 10 years in prison. However, as uh, as Travis and I were talking before the show, we'll see if that actually sticks with these people or does this a law apply yeah. to just some folks? Yeah, absolutely. I, and I just wanted to I, I'm showing Ben a uh, an image here on the computer of a coin oh commemorating God. the Lafayette Square. That's where you hold the Bible. That's where you held the Bible. Yes. Wrong. So the Lafayette Square crackdown. I don't even know what they would call that moment in history. But they that moment, it oh actually it didn't occur to me at the moment. But that is the sort of the. Uh, crystallization of what everyone liked about Trump was in that moment. Right. And it's so much so that it is now commemorate, you know, commemorated and memorialized in this special coin that you would otherwise sort of like you would, you would commemorate maybe an inauguration or something. They are, they are celebrating <sighs> the moment he cracked down on these thugs in the, in the streets. This is um, amazing. It's really incredible. So yeah, if you had a Disney coin company, Disney, Disney coin company. Coin you, company. Can, you can see the Take Back Lafayette Square copper coin. Take Back? <laughs> yeah. There was like 80 people there. Yes, in the the, the open public. This They were taking back the public space from these BL, these peaceful BLM protesters. Oh. And the opposite end of that, of course, is, um, you know, MAGA chuds storming the Capitol. And oh. the cops not doing this damn thing about it except dying. All right. So let's play this clip. Of this fella, Jake and Jelly. Again, you guys all recognize him. He is not a member of Antifa, whatever that even is. I don't, whatever these, whatever. He is not. This man is what he says he is. He is what he says he is because that is what he is. And that's why he says that's what he is. This is a clip of him talking. And we are now dealing with, we're going to talk about this throughout the rest of the episode. The far right. The conspiracy wing of 
politics in this country. They're turning on themselves. Yes. And my God, is it fun. We're going to play a, a clip of Alex Jones here in a second as well. But let's play this obvious Alex Jones acolyte, this Trump acolyte, this person we have to remember, like Rush Limbaugh, Trump, and Alex yes. Jones are the smartest ones, and then the minions just get slowly dumber. Like they're at the top of the tree, and then every other ornament is slightly dumber than the one on the top, and that is why we are here. Yeah, so, well, they under—I mean, yeah, Trump and Alex Jones—they understand what they're doing. They—they understand the content. They understand that they are—they are just using these tools, yes. whereas the people being used have no idea that they're a part of some fucking game in these people's minds. But here's, here is Jake Angeli speaking. Yeah. Uh, at for, the Capitol. At, at the Capitol, speaking for himself. He's yeah. wearing, uh, he's holding a sign that says, Q sent me. So <laughs> Q has sent him. In order to beat this evil occultic force, you need a light occultic force. You need a, an occultic force that is of the side of God, of love, like almost like the, on the side of the angels, okay, as opposed to the demons, all right? And so as a shaman, I am like a multidimensional or hyperdimensional being, okay? I am able to perceive multiple different frequencies of light beyond my five senses, and it allows me to see into these other higher dimensions that these entities, these pedophiles, these rapists, these murderers, these really high up people, that they almost like hide in the shadows in. Nobody can see that because the third eye ain't open. You know, it's really interesting. I know people who suffer mental illness, believe it or not, in the entertainment industry. Oh, truly? Maybe, really? maybe true, including true myself. True news? True facts? What true, <laughs> true news, more true news. He sounds just like them in a psychotic break. Well, this is when you're. This is when you have to call your friends and be like, all right, where is, we'll just, we'll go with Bob. Yeah. Where's Bob at? No, he's at the shore. He's screaming that he's Jesus. Who's going to go get him and get him back to his parents so he can get back on medication? This man is obviously mentally I mean, ill, you, and he is also yeah. a former singer and actor. That's right. Well, he's a voice, he's a, and he's a voice actor. He does have a nice so, voice, yeah. I guess. Uh, but no, I mean, if you added just like random burps to that, that would be Alex Jones. <laughs> exactly. Random burps. <laughs> like the just, sound of a, like a, a stomach grumbling and then maybe the sound of a beer can opening. That's Alex Jones. Like that, th th there is, there is very little difference between the language he has used in the Alex Jones Absolutely. lexicon. Absolutely. But uh, we'll see here. I, I want to play this clip of Alex Jones actually disavowing all this stuff now. Well, and now, so we're in a situation where the power is, the vacuum is now empty when it comes to Trump and the amount of power that he has. It'll solely be power um, that is going to, it's going to get less and less and less. I really believe that he's being deplatformed. We're going to talk about that as well in the context of free speech. Yeah. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, these are all private companies. They have the right to deplatform whoever they want. As far as I'm concerned, you can deplatform me if you like to. It really doesn't matter. It is not a First Amendment issue. It's basically like you going into Walmart, taking your pants down and taking a piss on the toilet paper, and then them kicking you out and you being like, but I have a right to be there. You don't. It's Walmart, and this is not – you have a right uh, to be in a public square, but you do not have the right to be in well, a I would, Walmart. I would say that's a good analogy if – the uh, Walmart employees only kick the people out after they shit all over the electronics, uh, like the department, because right. they sh let them shit for years all right. over Walmart in this analogy. So now the, now the far right wing is eating themselves. And Alex Jones, that Sandy Hook lawsuit that he had when he was deposed. Yes. And of course, when he was deposed in, uh, in the child custody case, we're learning a lot because when you are forced to tell the truth or be in prison. I'm an actor. Believe uh, I'm actually a performance artist. <laughs> yeah. Believe it or not. 
or not. I worked Mo- for Cirque du Soleil in 1999. Yeah, he was he was the horse, uh, at least the horse's ass. He, uh, he when you're forced to tell the truth yes. uh, or yeah. be incarcerated, it's amazing yes. some of the stuff you hear. So Alex Jones, in the wake of the lawsuits, and I think trying to backtrack i guess but this is him responding is he talking to jake so and he's jelly on, he's on the actually phone? on the phone with jake and jelly and this is before he before jake is actually arrested so he's okay. he was doing a couple but uh, this is after the capital storm after the siege before he was arrested so he's so looking now at, he's currently detained he's looking uh, at a potential 10 years yeah but so here's it's just a little cut off of him speaking to alex jones but here's alex jones reaction to hearing about all this q nonsense um the nonsense that am i am i okay yeah, hold on oh, yeah, 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 am i crazy but he did. St- Alex Jones was a massive proponent of Q, correct? He, so Q, uh, Alex Jones is not the Alex Jones is not super big in the Q world. Alex Jones okay. is just like a part of the party of that people that believe in. Him. He's not. He's not a celebrity really, as so much as okay. a Lynn Wood or a Sidney Powell or um, JFK Jr. <laughs> or uh, <laughs> yeah. my, my, uh, Michael Flynn is definitely a bigger like hero to these people. Alex Jones is sort of like. Along for the ride, but only if he can get something out of it. So he's not the Cronkite no, of crazy. No, he is, he. And in fact, the in part of the world. reason why this next this clip of him disavowing Q is like not impressive is because he's not even part of the cool kids club. He's not even at the table really. Uh, but it, wow. it, it does show me that people these rats are scattering in all in, in different say, directions. Is it fair to say that Joe Rogan is more Q friendly than Alex Jones? Uh. It seems they like he has the cute no, people on. They have the same. They have the same approach to it, which is like, that's very interesting. I bet. I, I bet some of that has to be true. Like, like the but, like the doctor that spoke with Rock Terrio. Yes. Fascinating. Oh, yeah, fasc- absolutely fascinating. It's like, no, you have to arrest him. Fascinating. But it, it's yeah, a I, crime. I, I, fascinating. Actually, I think that's a great example. I think that is really what Joe Rogan, Alex Jones, their approach to Q is like. Huh. Well, I'm just an anthropologist. And yeah. I, I'm an anthropologist who smokes fucking weed. Isn't that cool? And then you like just watch all this shit, tr- uh, you know, boil over and say, wow, that was crazy. It's like, no, you were part of that. You were part of that echo chamber. But here's okay. Alex Jones uh, responding to Inc- Jake Angeli's Q nonsense. And uh, Alex Jones has had enough of this. Whoa. Enough. Oh, no. He broke all that. We know that. I'm saying Q tells us stuff in all of its lies is what I'm saying. You keep, you keep interrupting me. Because you're lying. Because you're full of shit. That's why. Because every god thing, goddamn thing out of you people's mouths doesn't come true. And it's always, oh, there's energy. And oh, now we're done with Trump. You said he was the Messiah. You said he was invincible. You said it was all over. They were all going to get Mo. Now, oh, he's part of a larger thing of Q. I will not suffer your Q people after this. I knew what you were day one, and I know what you are now, and I'm sick of it. I'm sick of all these witches and warlocks and pumpkin popsums and pumpkin possums. That's the best one. Now, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry. Bye-bye, Q. I can't talk to you anymore. Jesus Christ. Lord help me. But there is you did this. There is something I, to be said. I honestly I love this. You yes, did this, you Alex. Did, but there is something to be said if if you lost Alex Jones. If you lost Alex Jones, you lost a part of the conservative sort of uh ecosystem. Well the question is, did Alex Jones lose them? He does is, he lose he, listeners? He, like do the listeners think that Q, which is so much bigger than just Alex Jones, theoretically, right? Q is almost a godlike force. Do they leave Alex Jones? But you know what? He, he, or does he lose them? It, it He is banking on, okay, I'm going to be part of this new faction. Of, Are they going to go with him, I wonder? No, no. He, he, I think he understands that there's a, like, you know how we were talking about, like, 
how many people are actually brainwashed by this this Q sort of idea? I mean, it's in the millions. It's got to be sure. in the millions. 30 million But maybe? in the end, I think he's somebody, uh, Alex Jones is hedging his bets. He's He also has like, you know, third degree burns from that Sandy Hook lawsuit. Yeah. Uh, he is just hedging his bets and he's saying, you know what, I think conservatism will fall in one, de- one direction and I'm going to go this way. I think this splinter faction is not enough to support me like financially also. Well, that is the problem. And also, I don't think he wants to be implicated in all the crimes because he, he's, yeah. he's just... He's a performance artist and he doesn't want to uh, he doesn't want his show to be canceled again. Wait until Donald Trump is uh, held under oath again, under deposition or in a deposition regarding what's happened here. Wait until he has to tell the truth about the past four years. The knowing lies. I mean, in very recent history, we have the knowing lie of Giuliani and Trump talking about what happened uh, with the voter, uh, so air quotes, voter fraud in Pennsylvania, yes. where you have the full footage of why everything took place and they edited it. They edited it so unbelievably uh, falsely uh, that helped them politically. Yeah. Um, you know, the amount of lies that have been spewed over the past four years that has completely poisoned the minds of the American people. If he ever does have to come clean on what he knew and how he um, knowingly lied to the American people, God, that'll be fascinating. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. There is something that I thought, just from imbibing the internet like i completely just like eyes. how has tiktok been taking this by the way tiktok is it's it doesn't seem that everyone has gone underground it, because right. you, everyone is now like all these people that were big voices have either locked their accounts shif- shuffled to um shuffled to their alts and and Do have you- gone to something like parlor which is now as of today, will be like deplatformed by the end of this day. Uh, so Sunday, let's, let's talk about deplatforming, and then I also want to talk about how what it actually was like there, because we have so much footage. Because all of these domestic terrorists filmed themselves doing acts of domestic terrorism. Specifically, one dude who was a West Virginia lawmaker, a fellow by the name of Derek Evans. We're going to play some sound that he took. Thank you for being a. Thank you for being a, oh my a God, this citizen guy journalist. This is hilarious. <laughs> but we'll play that sound in a second. But before we get to that, let's talk about Alex Jones, obviously, and, and deplatforming in general. Obviously, this sort of began, deplatforming that is, began with Alex Jones being taken off. Of, and we'll just focus on Alex Jones. This has happened uh, uh, you know, to many people who are on the fringes who are um, – Promoting acts of violence. Alex Jones, uh, he was off. I believe he got kicked off of YouTube, right? And he was kicked off of Twitter. Facebook. Facebook. Of course, again, 
he still has the right to speech. He has the right uh, First Amendment right. He still has the right to have his uh, network. He still has the right to like, have I mean, his Info, website. He Info can still Wars do anything like, he wants. InfoWars is up and running. Like, InfoWars is doing better than ever. This is literally just you got kicked out of the Shonies because you took your pants down and you were too inebriated, so you got to go to Applebee's. I that think literally the, is what's happened. Just on These a side note, I think companies. the worst case of diarrhea I've ever had was from Shonies. <laughs> really? Yes. I thought I, I, was going, I thought I was going to die. I got so Ugh. dehydrated thing is, that I fell down a flight of stairs. You know what's so weird? When you get, that's bad. I'm happy you're alive. Yes. When you get food poisoning, the thing that makes me even more grossed out is you know you ate shit. Yes. You had to eat fecal matter, <laughs> no, which you I know, know that I somebody know. in the back was just I grabbing know. their nuts, grabbing their taint. Oh, that's what I've seen on and, TikTok recently is people, <laughs> the people who make your food at Shoney's, uh, they've got a lot of other stuff going on in Don't the back. eat at Shoney's. There's a guy on there who works at a Shoney's type restaurant and his entire thing is he pulls down his mask in the back of the Does kitchen. Does he cough on shit? No, no. He just says, like, uh, he just begs for female attention. But, like, that's what he does in his free time. I, <sighs> it's so beside the point. But I just love to see you, the, you know what? the inner workings of a kitchen like like at a Shoney's. It's really not that different, though, is it? Because these people <laughs> are begging for female attention at the end of the day. Sure, in, yeah. in many ways, that's what it's all about. But when it comes to deplatforming, What's happening now, again, is not an infringement on their First Amendment rights. These are private companies. As far as I'm concerned, you should probably get off of all of them. Anyway, this is not about their First Amendment rights. They still have a First Amendment right. They can speak. They can scream. They can do whatever the hell they want. These are private companies, again, kicking them out uh, of their platforms, which they're more than uh, they're more than um, allowed to do. And I believe, again, as I've said, we should probably all get off those platforms, except for Instagram, because I can show pictures of my dog. All right. You know, but you, I will say, you know what the power, the, the power that Trump is now in desperate need of is the ability to own libs. Because, <laughs> no, I'm, se- I'm serious. I'm gonna, no, I know. But I'm serious true. because that's the power of having a Twitter account with 88 million followers is that he, yeah. he penetrates your world. Ooh. He really does. Oh, I'd he, love to hear Donald Trump and the word penetrate next to each other. He is the president <laughs> of the United States. He could go on... He could go on so many different news networks right of now course. if he wanted to. He could he could utilize his White House press you know staff. He could be anywhere he wants to. The only place he's not allowed is the place where it shows you algorithmically that Trump is owning you because Although you're a stupid you look, lib. If you look at all the comments, nobody likes him anyway. What I am saying here is this. He wants to own the libs and he can't on Twitter. Oh, now. thank God. But he can theoretically still own the libs on a website such as Parler. So let's talk about this controversy <laughs> When it comes to Parler. Okay, so Parler, for those that don't know, Parler is a conservative Twitter. I remember Tom Shalhoub at Fox News was telling me about this four years ago. These conservatives have been trying to go to their safe space for a very long time, yeah. which is so ironic because they don't like safe spaces, but they don't think the Twitter, they don't think the internet is nice to them. So they want to go to their own little bunker, and that bunker is called Parler. Which you can imagine if it was a tangible brick and mortar, if you walked into this place, I think you'd be walking out. It's one of those places where you have one drink, you look around, and as you're drinking, the first sip, you're like, okay. And then by the end of it, you're like, this is it. I got to get out of here. I had my one drink. I learned. I took it all in. And now I've got to slowly back out of this place. But if I drink it too fast and ran out, they would chase me because they know that I wasn't one of them. Parlor is like... It is the most Isley Cantina in Star Wars, the most yeah. wretched hive of villainy and scum. Because if you go to Parlor today, because the, the hours are ticking away where you can actually get the app uh, from uh, from an Apple or a Google platform, 
if you go there now, it is wall to wall calls for Mike Pence to be executed. That's and, that that is pretty. That is ninety percent of what Parler is right and, this second. As I've said before, even a broken clock is right four times a day. <laughs> if you think about the minute and the second. Hand. Yeah, I just want to pop in and be like, "Hey, agreed," and then just like sign out. <laughs> like one time you're like, "I don't want him killed," but it's like, "Yeah, spanking would be good for Mr. Pence, wouldn't it?" I bet it Although, would be good for him too. Yeah, I'm sure he would love it. But anyway, so Travis told me. So I'm like, "How the hell?" So I, you know, I'm still always learning about this stuff because the future is now. And uh, my God, is it freaking ridiculous? So, Parlor, it's so it's not on the Apple Store. Well, it's like as, not of, as of midnight tonight. This as is of midnight Sunday. Tonight. So get this that. So get your Parlor app you, now, people. You, you will not be able to download <laughs> it from your your Apple uh, App Store, your Google okay. Play. So how will the fascist dumb fucks of the country? How will they be able to get Parlor? Travis Morningstar, if tell our audience how it can happen. Well, it's actually really simple. Okay, correct. So just it, a one-step process. So yeah, tomorrow morning you wake up and you're like, I'm a fascist now. I got to get on the podcast. Got to get on it. I, I want to talk about what I, I want to talk about. True talk. People yeah. need to know what has to happen to Mike Pence. It, it, Absolutely. I need to let people know. So first of all, open your browser. Great, no problem. Uh, then you visit company parlor.com and tap the Android icon at the bottom right of the page. You will be taken to the official Parlor for Android download page. Okay, got it. No problem there. Well, it's a little confusing, but I'm okay with it. Follow the Play Protect instructions for your Android OS version. Are you still there, Ben? I'm following. The, yeah, I'm following. It it's, says the light yeah. is. You, you can see the Parlor light in the distance, but you're all. This you're, is great. You're not there yet. Okay. Tap the download Parlor for Android button to download the file to your device. If prompted. Agree to download the file. Okay, so this is three steps so far. We've got to be getting near the end. Yeah, it's right. It's you're just right there. Right there. Just, yeah. Hold on. You're, yeah. You almost have the parlor app. This is great. It's like when you're driving and you see the building that you want to go to, and you're like, it's right there. But then you still have another forty five <laughs> minutes to drive. It's the it's the Bowser room in Super Mario sixty four. <laughs> you're trying to get to the. <laughs> but it's right there. Like, why can't I get to this? Okay, so then view the browser's download folder. Typically by tapping the stacked dashes or dots in the top right corner. Oh, okay. I don't see the dash. Tap the parlor release app file link. What? If prompted that the browser needs special access, of course you tap settings. And then you toggle uh, the browser's special access options. Uh, and then you'll turn that on, obviously. Well, my, actually, my, my nephew is coming over later on today. Maybe I'll have him help me uh, with this. And um, then you tap install. And then you tap open to launch the parlor app. That's it. That's all you have to do that's to get, all on, you have to to get to on the uh, the app that then well, will, let me, it is wall-to-wall kill Mike Pence. Let me go to community college for two years, come back to you so I can figure out Exactly how to do that. Yeah. Well, so I I, yeah. I expect to see you on there later later this evening. Uh, <laughs> I I do I do uh, look forward to the three a.m. text from you where you're like you're like four Bud Lights in trying to actually do it, <laughs> trying to actually sign on to Parlor. I don't know what to do, man. I said I wanted to kill Pence out loud eight times in the mirror, and they told me it was exactly. like a Candyman thing, and I should just get the app. But I don't know, man. That I mean that would make more sense than the uh, the directions so, I just read. Why is everyone going to Parlor again because of the deplatforming? So we've seen something extremely funny happen over these past few days, which is the bullies have taken their ball and they're crying and they're going home. Much like the scene from the television movie It, where the kids are throwing the rocks at the bullies and one rock hits the bully in the head and the main bully is like, oh my God, I'm leaving. And then all the other bullies were like, we're leaving. And it's like, good, get the F out of here. 
Rush Limbaugh, for example, one of the minions, one of the bullies that followed Donald Trump, he deleted his Twitter because he said, I'm leaving. Bold. Go. Good. Get out of here. Uh, get like that is so it is so juvenile, so pathetic. Donald Trump has the one positive thing he's put a mirror up to how weak these bullies truly are because Donald Trump was taken off of Twitter because he incited a riot that was trying to take over the United States government as president. In my opinion, he should be quartered. I really believe he should probably be hung. I truly believe that. I think it's treasonous. And I think what he did is beyond, beyond the pale. And again, can you imagine? Just imagine for a second if somebody else of a different color did that, whatever it might be, any other president, you just imagine uh, what would happen to them. Rush Limbaugh taking his ball and going. I believe Sean Hannity may have gotten off. Get the hell out of here. They are so pathetic. I yeah. And I just I'm I love to see it. I, I do love, love to see the they, death rattle. They treat uh, it like these people. They treat it like they are committing seppuku. Like they're like disemboweling themselves in yeah. front of Trump. So brave. So brave. I don't. So brave. But, uh, and by the way, this is a South Park. This is literally a South Park episode. I just rewatched the one where they, leaving Twitter was a, an act of like suicide that they equated the two. <laughs> <laughs> so, it is. As, as I said yesterday, I think as the Simpsons was to the 90s and perhaps early aughts, the uh, South Park is, they have just predicted yes. everything. It is to a sad degree. To a sad degree. And I do want to say also, you know, when I say people are just saying kill Mike Pence on Parler, I'm barely exaggerating. I really right. am. Oh, I saw some of the screenshots because people were taking. But what wasn't I, what, he lionized just six months ago? Wasn't he oh, doing well, great? It's, it's the, the, the characters in this big, like, this theater that's of, of delusions that is happening in people's minds, it just changes the characters so quickly. Right. Like, the only person who is steadfastly a good guy is Trump. It really that is. That's the only person who can stay good guy because it, the other things switch around. You know what? And I will say this bold prediction. Uh, in a couple months, Biden will be a white hat. What does that mean? Biden will be a secret agent who is actually working with Trump to stop the pedophiles. That is going to happen in chats, in forums. Okay. I could see. Okay, let's Biden, put that. Let's... Biden will no longer be uh, a part of the cabal of pedophiles. He'll become a white hat, which is the, like a coke. Like he's good. He's, uh, he's, he's, Trump's sidekick, apparently. I would... Okay, I think that's interesting. I would push for almost the opposite. I could see Trump being seen as part of the pedophile rings. No, I... I, I could see Q... I don't know. Because it seems like a lot of these people, when Trump denounced them, literally because there was a gun to his head, because he was forced <laughs> to, because he really should be... He should be tarred and feathered. Like one of the like only. This is the, an insurrection against the United States government. Yes. Um, and of course, uh, whatever. Again, the hypocrisy. We know all of that. But I could see them because he's like denounced them, thrown under the bus. People are going to get prison time. I could see the cube would be like it would. That was a lie. Trump was actually not the one. And then and and then they well, flip on him. No, perhaps? the only thing they would do in that case is say. Wow, they're they're deep faking his his videos now. He's they deep because a lot of people are saying that the uh, concession, quote unquote, speech was a deep fake. So Trump can never do wrong because Trump okay. is the person is the is the solid core of this. Everything Even if else, he throws these people under the bus, no, because it it's seems not like him. Were, it's not him. It's not him. He was forced to do it, or it's a deep fake. But uh, okay. I, I was going to say, a lot of the discussion over Kraken, the big like election fraud evidence, all that stuff has kind of vanished. 
It's like not, they're not talking about that anymore. It's no longer, that was just sort of like, they pushed it as far as it could go. And now it's only uh, these like machinations of, uh, we need to get rid of Mike Pence and that will then set off this thing. It's now, it's now being sort of uh, internalized that it's only violence that gets the, gets the solution through because the mm. Kraken thing never materialized. Sidney Powell's a fraud, you know, like all this, all this vote fraud stuff is, it was a, it was a good option to throw before the actual well, inauguration, but now it's going to be all hostility, no, even less facts, even less and, uh, data or information. And speaking of Sidney Powell, she is being sued by Dominion. Of course, Dominion is the voting machines uh, that she says were yes. demonstrably, uh, <laughs> that were wrong. She's like, well, they they gave the wrong vote out, whatever, Dominion. Uh, I, I do, and again, this is where I hold two thoughts in my head. I do want to know more about Diebold, and I do want to know more about Dominion. I want to know more about the companies that have the most powerful uh, um, product in the world, which is, you know, the ones counting the votes of the United States. I have no problem with looking into these and making sure that everything is tried and true and making sure that the votes are being counted accurately. But what Sidney Powell was asserting was complete and utter BS, of course, only because she was doing it for partisan political reasons, not trying to get the truth. But I, she I will, knew the truth. I will also say but, about about Dominion, though, it feels a little bit like because it has one role that that software has does one thing. And so it's like getting it's like wanting to investigate Mavis Beacon. I will investigate <laughs> Mavis Beacon. Like, why is the letter Q in this keyboard practice mm. session? I, it really Mavis Beacon taught me how to type. I oh, love that. I, absolutely. I love that woman. I love that woman. Dominion has vo- uh, has sued rather. Um, Sidney Powell for 1.3 billion, which yeah. almost again is Doctor Evil, yes. like one billion dollars. It's like I don't think she has a billion dollars, but she has been sued for 1.3 billion dollars. She is a former lawyer, I believe. She's been disbarred. Um, I'm pretty sure she has been fully disbarred at the very least, fired from her lawsuit. I think she's yeah. Well, she will if anything, she's a rogue, or law firm rather. Yeah, I'm she's, sorry. if anything, she's a rogue lawyer at this point, like a, a wandering samurai of misinformation. Yes, absolutely. This is one thing she said on on the uh, right wing TV network Newsmax. Uh, this is re- regarding conspiracy theories about how Joe Biden lost. She says. It's so big, nobody wants to wrap their head around it. Nobody wants to untie all the little knots that go into it. But we have to. This cannot, this cannot go on. Our, vote, our votes must be counted fair and true. And that I agree with her on. And then the, um, the irony is she wants the opposite of exactly what she yes. just said there. So she is being sued for $1.3 billion uh, by Dominion. And we'll see what the hell happens when it comes to all of that. But let's just continue on talking about the day of the Capitol storming. We're hearing new audio every day comes out. Um, And then after that, we're going to play Marco Rubio just desperately attempting to maintain in power and trying to see and trying to make himself seem rational. Again, there's nothing rational about uh, Marco Rubio. He's a little bitch. Um, Donald Trump made fun of his dick size, and now he's been <laughs> sucking Donald Trump's dick for the past four years. No joke. Um, well, kind of a joke. I don't think he's been tangibly, tangibly sucking his dick, I but have, for all I intents actually, and purposes. I have the video. Don't have, show it. Don't show video. it to me. Here, <laughs> wink, wink. Just show it to me. Don't show it to me. Don't show it to me in high definition. We'll play that clip in a second. (laughs) But before we get to that, let's talk about another lawmaker. This dude out of West Virginia, he 
did a play-by-play of the beginning of the storming of the Capitol. And I just think it's an interesting soundbite. First of all, I want to thank uh, now disgraced congressman, uh, local uh, Republican representative, rather, Derek Evans, for doing such a good job of play-by-play of him committing acts of domestic terrorism. Extremely smart. Uh, He has, again, been removed. But this is them. This is the sounds, the chaos. (laughs) And remember, when you're hearing this, this I don't know when that woman who was wearing the don't tread on me shirt got trampled, which is, you know, kind of ironic and a little uh, just a it's tad a dead. Bit. It's just a little a tad. It's just it's a little um, blunt force trauma. It's like a little um, blunt force no trauma. subtext whatsoever. You can insert your own jokes because she was wearing a don't tread on me shirt and then she got she got treaded to death. Yeah. But, you know, I guess no one read the shirt. Which you got, I mean, honestly, what's the point? Like, that's the, well, I used to wear my, well, I'd actually never wore the big Johnson shirts, but my buddy would, and he would be like, you didn't read my shirt. Like, you didn't laugh as soon as you saw my shirt. I'm like, I didn't read it yet. And then I would read it and be like, that is funny. With, if, there's, if there's grass on the field, play ball. That's kind of a pedophilic shirt, but it's the 90s. Yeah, it's you like, know, those it's, were the, those were like, the jokes uh, that were made. It's like wearing a Frankie Says Relax shirt and then get, getting strangled by a guy who lost his cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, bro, you're not reading the shirt. Yeah, yeah, and relax, your name is dude. Frankie. Frankie relax, your name is Frankie, dude. bro. It says relax. Please, seriously, relax. Please, God. Uh, my name would be Frankie. But let's play <laughs> the sound of Derek Evans. Again, they may be trampling over a woman during this footage. I don't freaking know. It's definitely it's definitely a mob trampling. Yeah. So let's so hear this. Listen. Also, keep in mind, this man is wearing a motorcycle helmet. He is wearing. Oh, God. Okay, yeah. This is him. The eyes are insane. The door's cracked. Yes. Hundreds. You know those like congratulations. Do- those doctor simulator games. You know what I'm talking about where you like or like you know uh, plane simulators. Or air, you know. You know I've been this doing is like all- psycho dipshit simulator because of the <laughs> the per- the point of view. You're like it's so strange to see this. You know the last time I saw something like this was the um, oh, the uh, New Zealand shooting. Where oh, the guy uh, he live streams his shooting. Yeah. This feels very similar to that, um, but even more sort of like unhinged because of the like the the merriment that's happening. And I guess we will continue to have this conversation even with Henry on side stories. But it is fascinating the disconnect when you're filming something. Yeah, is that what's happening? Where it's like this, like does he think that he is going to be absolved of all crimes because he's documenting it? There's something so strange about that. Like it's the same thing where somebody sees somebody in need and instead of helping them, they film them. And it's like, you got to put the phone. Like there's some kind of weird disconnect that goes on with people. There is clearly something not being acknowledged, but like people don't, it didn't click for them because the way that he enters the Capitol building, I said this to you before the show, but it's, it's like they're all Danny McBride characters. Yeah. Like they're all like. Co- Don't, but I will. I love Danny McBride. And even in Eastbound and Down, even his character, he would not. Well, it, be, I don't know. They may as well have like. <laughs> bre- they, may have, they may as well have breached the Capitol on jet skis. Like oh, it, the way he entered. He And there's another clip that's not in this uh, former clip that we just showed. But he uh, announces once he enters the Capitol, he says, 
Derek Evans is in the house. <laughs> and, you know that's not like, how you get to be elected, right? <laughs> it's literally like what that dude who killed Versace thought, where it's like, yeah. you kill a millionaire, now you're that's the millionaire. Right. You no, the you million. become incarcerated. <laughs> that's not how you get to Washington. You don't just sit down in one of the seats and be like, I'm legislator now. It's like, no, you're cosplaying, and you're going to end up in prison where you belong because you're to, a freaking uh, domestic terrorist. He had to uh, resign today, oh. uh, under pressure, which is strange. So because stressful. A, all, even his Republican colleagues had to say, like, all right, yeah, I guess that was a little bit over the line. There. That was a little over the line there, buddy. We were supposed to do that in private. You know, we were when we say all those things, we're not supposed to actually do them. You kind of ruined it for us. Well, speaking of, uh, you know, how it looks, Trump apparently, I don't know if you saw this, he didn't like the, he did not like the siege because it looked low class, is what he said. Well, I've said this before. Trump's, the greatest hell that Donald Trump can live and will live is he being forced to hang out with his supporters. Yes, exactly. That's the exactly. bed you made. You go lie there's in it. A, have fun hanging out with those local yokels. And if you don't, and there's nothing wrong with a good local yokel. There actually there's gonna be there can be some good local yokels. These are worse than local yokels. You want to go hang out with a bunch of freaking morons? You have at it, and uh, maybe he'll like it because they'll continue to stroke his ego so much. But no, his, uh, his, my God, he used pro- to hang out. I mean, he used to hang out with. You know the 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 upper echelon. Oh yes, the of vanity. All. The well, he wanted to hang out with all the Vanity Fair people, but they didn't want to hang out with him. And now the true trash has been shown. And he, well, his his perfect preferred he, position was. Uh, I don't know if you saw the video of him watching the siege uh, in a tent with uh, a little monitor. Did you see so, this? So I, I actually didn't see that, but it, it reminds me of uh, a different administration that watched the killing of Osama bin Laden, yeah, which was, was actually something that was good for the country yeah, and, uh, you know, kind of cathartic and F Osama bin Laden. I didn't care that he's dead. I'm happy he's gone. Um, the idea that he's watching this is so freaking funny. Yes, that's his... America first, baby. That's his, like, war room or whatever, was watching... His followers his take followers over our country. try to hunt down and kill Nancy Pelosi. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. So how did it happen? Of course, the uh, the police at the Capitol, they could not have dropped the ball more. This was as botched as the introduction of the Shockmaster. Remember him? WWE Shockmaster. He came through the wall. He was wearing the Stormtrooper mask. No, he sounds we played fa- it on the oh, stream. Oh, that's right. The, spa- the sparkly the helmet. Sparkly, yes, the sparkly. Yes, 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 storm- yes, yes, This was This was that. Well, that is appropriate. What a domestic terrorist He was a, also a Stormtrooper. So because of the horrible handling of this act of insurrection by people in this country taking place at the Capitol, the head of the Capitol police, 
he has resigned, which I think is probably for the best because he didn't do. I would rather have the school guard that didn't do anything during the school shooting in Florida than have this man be in charge of protecting our capital. Wow. What a freaking failure to do his job. And it's not as if this happened overnight. No. Everyone was talking about the day that Donald Trump or the day that Mike Pence rather was going to authenticate the election results. Everyone said January 6th, we're going to the Capitol. It's like it's unbelievable. There was, and that's why it's like in the mind of these people, they would they were they must have intrinsically felt like ah, they're Trump supporters, they're Republican. Or, I mean, yeah, they are Republican, I guess, in 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 Trump Republican land. They won't do anything wrong. But it's like, dude, have you not been paying attention to anything at all? Like they've been consuming such crazy media where they really think that the left is the violent. Violence can occur on any political spectrum, but they really didn't think that the right could be violent. What are they talking about? Yeah, there was I mean, there was merch made in advance of this event uh, that really made it seem like they were going to fucking blow up the Capitol. Like it, the, they said it, they said it was going to ha- they, they All these things were talked about uh, very openly. So Senate Sergeant at arms, Michael Stenger, he, uh, he resigned. He told Senator uh, for now, majority leader, Mitch McConnell. I, again, shot Freud is ringing through my bones. I'm just so happy. Mitch McConnell in 10 days. Will no longer be Senate Majority Leader. Oh, I mean, I can't he, wait. he will have done his job and returned to his home planet, though. Well, like he did his job, he did it. That's a good point. But this is what Mitch McConnell had uh, to say about the resignation coming from Stenger. He says, "Today, I requested and received the resignation of Michael Stenger, the Senate Sergeant at Arms, and quote doorkeeper." Effective immediately. If you, if you, he literally in his title is the words doorkeeper, <laughs> and it was like didn't he did not keep that door whatsoever. I think the uh, the door was firmly destroyed. And again, the irony is of all of this, uh, these people that did that should be charged. Although I hate this executive order, and hopefully Joe Biden just with a stroke of a pen gets rid of it because. We do not need more incarceration in this country. And as I said, I'm against vandalism. But at the same time, I will never think that property is more important than human life, no matter what. But these people, they need to be charged, but they can be charged even without this executive order statute. Trust me, we have enough freaking laws that say what they did was Mm -hmm. illegal. We don't need one more on top of that. Nonetheless, Section 1 of the executive order Uh, states this, the first duty of government is to ensure domestic tranquility. And this is from the White House, by the way. This is whitehouse.gov. The first duty of government is to ensure domestic tranquility and to defend life, property, and the rights of citizens. Over the last five weeks, this was in June, he wrote this. Over the last five weeks, there have been sustained assaults on the life and property of civilians, law enforcement officers, government property, and revered American monuments, such as the Lincoln Memorial. Oh, the irony. Many of the rioters arsonists and left-wing extremists who have carried this is in the official document by the way and left-wing extremists have carried out and supported these acts they have explicitly identified themselves as marxists and they call for the destruction of the united states system of government copy paste put this exactly put this on the people who did exactly what we saw on uh, january 6th 
of this year. And speaking of law enforcement, (laughs) we would be remiss if we didn't mention some of the officers, or at least one of the officers, that was killed. This man was beaten to death by an American flag. You cannot make that up. That is 100% true. Well, so he was was struck in the head with a fire extinguisher, and then these MAGA chuts were poking at his... Uh, passed out body and he didn't die yet. Uh, he, he didn't die yet. He didn't die yet, but he, they were poking him with a, the American flag and beating him with the flag. And now, uh, of course, it, like, he is it, dead. It is absolutely insane. And it, it, the the sick twist of it is that Brian uh, Sicknick is uh, a pro, he's a Trump supporter himself and he also dabbled a little with Q stuff online and he was sort of eaten by his own uh, he uh, this is not what he he, he didn't think that was going to happen to him that day it's but like, he uh, he really was eaten by the the thing that he sort of it glorified almost, so much it almost reminds me of uh, i believe it was day of the dead when the uh, when the main military guy gets consumed by the zombies or by bob the zombie that he had held in uh, captivity and his guts are everywhere and he's screaming as he's getting killed by one of the creations yeah. that he helped uh, bring it uh, to fruition. So Brian D. Sicknick, he was the officer. His last name literally is Sick Nick, um, which, you know, sounds like a fun name for a television show about someone who is uh, maybe has cancer named Nick. That seems really fun. <laughs> yeah, it seems like a really fun show. Sick Nick. So Brian D. Sicknick, he was killed. Um, and yeah, I mean, you get the feeling like his last thoughts must have been sort of, I'm one of you. Yeah. What are you doing? I'm not like them. And Also, the scary, truly scary thing is this man dabbled in Qism. We'll call it Qism. He had the power of a badge. He had the power to kill. He had the power to um, uh, incarcerate these people hiding behind badges. We don't just need a training on how to use a firearm. We don't just need a training on how to de-escalate. We need to have mental... Uh, uh, assessments. We need to know, are the people who wear badges, are people, are the people who can strip our freedoms from us, are they absolute, utter nutballs, for lack of a better term? Well, you know, actually, on the opposite, I read some profiles of this guy, and by all accounts, he was just sort of like a normal, nice guy. Yeah. And like, he was affable, and he just happened to believe. He like had a normalized... Uh, acceptance of the belief that the world was run by, uh, or you know, if you if you ascribe any uh, support to that the Q stuff, you do sort of support the notion that the world is controlled by a cabal of pedophiles. But he didn't seem, I, from what the uh, like other senators and stuff who have known him had walked by him in the hallways and stuff, because uh, he was a Capitol Hill police officer. Yeah. He wasn't like a crazy person, but at that, yeah. And that's what's almost scary. And that's what's more even like sort of sinister about the idea of normalizing these beliefs to the point where you're not actually a psychopath, but you you hold these beliefs in your head at the same time. How crazy could it be if the president believes it? Yeah, I mean, quite honestly. And uh, And and speaking of that, I do want to, speaking of, you know, how, if the president says it, it must be something that we're not, like, we're not doing something wrong if the president is telling us that we I should do it. I also don't even like the way that people, like, so now they'll do the thing disproving something. I forget what I was looking at on Twitter. It was something totally ludicrous, and they're like, this thing has been disproven. It's like, no kidding. But almost when you do your disprove article, you almost prove it. Yeah. Right? Because you need those people then, again, look at it like all good cultists look at it and be like, see? They're telling us they're telling us it's not true because 
they are villainizing us. And at the end of the day, we're victims here. And speaking of, I'm sorry, Travis, just, and then please go on, but I just want to talk about kind of the, uh, so you had the capital uh, copy guild, and then you also had someone named Ashley Babbitt, who was a uh, former Air Force veteran. She was shot. And I just want to talk about the, um, the disgusting social media, say her name, hashtag say her name. Mm-hmm. So the, that was done for Breonna Taylor mm-hmm. and uh, some of the other people who died uh, because cops shot and killed them and murdered them. This woman and Breonna Taylor's shooting, just to focus on those, just focus on Breonna Taylor, could not be yeah. more different. They don't Breonna exist Taylor in was the same in her, universe. Not the same universe. Yeah. And the false equivocation of people being like, well, now the cops have proven that they don't just hate. It's not about race. Cops will just kill anyone. And we need to like stop you know, like we need to now say her name because she's a victim of police violence. She was killed after storming the Capitol building by a secret service agent in a totally different context than Breonna Taylor's home invasion after midnight as she was trying to relax at house in her home. So that false equivocation makes me so sick and it's so, uh, su- such a lie, and it's so nefarious. And uh, I just wanted to say well, that, that that's it, just it, disgusting to me. It's interesting you're saying you're so you're seeing a lot of the same the, the say her well, name because stuff. the say her name stuff was trending again. Yeah, and, and that uh, was and, and it, I hate Twitter, but I just because I look of at it Babbitt, for five minutes because it's well, the only reason I ask is because I've actually seen the opposite of that, which is uh, false flag. <laughs> like Babbitt was a false flag Antifa super soldier. Uh, that's that is a huge narrative that is going around now too, and it's because they're cannibalizing all these people. That the people that have their faces shown and have done damage to Trump's reputation are thrown out. They are no longer useful to the community. Um, so Babbitt is now for amongst a lot of these people. Um, you know, like some some San Diego dentist. You know, probably thinks that that woman now is like an Antifa super soldier that was gunned down by a by a, a an FBI agent protecting right. Trump. Uh but uh the speaking of the Ang- Jake Angeli guy though, he he was like I said cannibalized by his own community. They were calling him uh they were calling him Antifa as well. And there's a little bit of a snippet of an interview that this journalist Tick Root did with him over the phone. And mm-hmm. I want to play a little bit of it because it really does pull off the 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 mask and it shows like oh, this is just somebody who in his head, he thought he was following the orders of the president. All right. So let's talk about this again in context of why Donald Trump is complicit in these actions. This is not like because, of course, you know, the Hannity's of the world, Ingram's, mm-hmm. Judge Janine, these psychopaths, they're crying because they're like, you're judging a whole movement by the groups of a few people. These acts were done at the behest of Donald Trump. And I say that because that's what the people who committed these acts believe. And if that's what they believe, and if that was their motivation, then that is the truth of the matter. So this is Jake Angeli again. This is the person we listened to a little bit earlier. He's a he's a multidimensional being, yes. a.k.a. a dipshit. Although when I was listening to him talk, he probably got laid a few times doing that exact same spiel <laughs> at three o'clock in the morning at a Buffalo Absolutely. bar. Absolutely. Well, he's but- a guy. He's a guy. I've definitely seen this guy outside of a bar like uh doing like amateur fire breathing yeah and, and like, like in what? order to get chicks who'd you lose your girlfriend to nah, don't worry about it he's, he's he's a future mega he's a he's a future q guy so it'll be okay she'll come back uh, but so this is him so this is the day after the capital siege and he's talking to this journalist and he is 
kind of, it seems like if this is not uh, an act, he seems confused a little bit. Like, wait, did I do something illegal? Because the president told me to do it. And again, when it comes to Babbitt, uh, the woman being like an Antifa, there's years and years of pictures where, where she is wearing her hat. Long con, buddy. It's not, people don't, do that. These people, they've been hiding, these Antifa, they've been hiding in plain sight. Four years. So brilliant. Yeah. So brilliant. All right, let's play this. So this is this is Jake to, uh, speaking to Tick Root. As soon as President Trump said, I want y'all to go home, I started going around with my megaphone saying, hey, President Trump just said to go home. Would you have gone home earlier if he had said to go home earlier? Of course. I trust the president. And, you know, um, being a uh, veteran myself and uh, being uh, part of the super soldier program, I, I, I obey the orders of the president of the United States. He's, wow. he, meant, he says that, you know, it's like, it's like oh, is this is a person who is like a, he's like, oh, he, that's right. He's just a citizen. He thought he was following the president. And then he says, um, super soldier. <laughs> he considers himself a digital super soldier. So you, you can say, you can see the kind of brain that does accept uh, the stuff that a president right. like this is, is yeah. giving him. All right. Well, let's do. Well, let's talk. Also, do we want to do something with Lynn Wood? I think we have one well, more. I, we no, have two more sound bites, right? Or do we have uh, one? Not more? from Lynn. I, I the the Lynn Wood thing is is interesting to me because it shows no, that this is the lawyer for Donald is, Trump. Well, he's not. He's not officially like connected to Trump, but he. I thought that he was officially I think they, connected. They, if he had any like relation to them, he he was let go pretty quickly. Like, oh, Sid, okay. I he, also, Sidney Powell was distanced as well as soon as she started talking about the Kraken, which was the, the big plan to reveal the election fraud. Uh, but Lynn Wood is even more crazy than Sidney Powell, I would say. And so what is Lynn Wood? Lynn Wood is kind of on the... What, what's his, an, big, he, what's his a, thing he's now? He's a social media guy. He's just, just an attorney. He's guy. just an attorney that also happens to have... Uh, he leads a lot of the thought in the uh, the conspiracy theorist communities online. So he's a, it's, is it safe to say he's a rising star of conspiracy Absolutely. theory? You know, he's like not a he's not like a famous face or anything, right? I don't know what he but looks like. Everyone I follow that is a Trump person, it, they they defer to Lynn Wood okay. on all subjects and all matters, and they he drops incredibly insane little tidbits like. Tomorrow's the day it finally happens. He just he'll just say like tomorrow's the day everything changes. And, and he the, is an active lawyer. He is not disbarred. At I this don't point. know that. I actually don't know too much about him. He seems he like is. he might. He's like kind of a strange fictional character and unto himself. I like I can't believe he's a real person. Yeah. But uh, you know, just to give you an idea of what, what the kind of things he sends out as messages to to his formerly two million uh, Twitter followers during the siege, he he tweeted out. Mike Pence is a dark soul. He is not a man of God. He uses God for his own self-serving purposes. He used 13, 14, and 15-year-old boys for his own self-serving purposes, too. A very special place in hell awaits, awaits Pence. Uh, Even, and Lynn with a little sunglass emoji. Uh, well, I'm sure everyone listening knows exactly what I'm about to say, so I won't even say it, but... Uh, bro- something about a broken clock? Yeah, something about a broken clock. <laughs> That's the problem. It is like, yeah, probably, you know, it is weird where you're like, I can I can get behind you on the Mike Pence stuff, but uh, that everything else. And of course, there is but, no evidence that Mike Pence has had sex with, with young boys. No. So I, I don't even want to, I don't want to say that innocent until proven right. otherwise. But this is the kind of thought leader that uh, this faction of conservatism has now. It's sort of like a faceless megaphone who's who says incendiary things on purpose to make people lose their absolute minds right uh and i will say i don't did i mention this the last q drop by the way yeah wasn't you would think that q would be like on the sidelines like calling the game right but what, didn't the last q drop 
didn't it correlate with like when that one guy said that he was Q and then it stopped or something? The Ron Wasn't Watkins there a dude guy, in Jersey. That well, that that was not Q. That was a guy who uh, was like, who was the guy who like wrote the Bible? Like, like who's the guy that like took down dictation about the Bible? He, oh, like, he was just know. a he was an aggregator Mary, of Mary Q. Magdalene. The women always do all the work. That's right, but yeah. uh. uh he the guy in Jersey was like an aggregator of Q oh, drops. Okay, which, but the the why that was so important when the guy in New Jersey got caught who worked for Citibank I think or Chase he uh he was the sort of translator for a lot of people who wanted to know about Q. I see, but could not sort of keep up with because a lot of these people are deranged old people. So and so he really simplified it in baby food, like spoon fed it to these people on his site. Remember that every time you go to the bank, it's so funny. I remember, I'm reminded of when Henry and I were just hanging out at a, at a uh, diner in New York and talking about aliens, and then the general manager at the Chase was like, <laughs> "You got to meet me." And Henry met yes, with him in yes, a dark room in yes. the back. It's like you are in charge. You see my bank account. Can you not? be crazy please yes. um but that th- that's what's kind of interesting because the last q the official okay. last official q drop was december 8th and then it was kind of like they the, so now they're just making it the up conspiracy minded people the cube you know i don't want to they're not all q people but they're that thought is that that sort of dark cloud of thought hangs over that those people that mob um they almost like took the training wheels off and now they're they're forming their own conspiracies at a wildly accelerated rate so the without ma- the help of uh some Q type figure. Wow. Lynn Wood, I would say, is like that person right now. But he's it could the guiding easily, hand. But it could be easily sort of that mantle could be picked up by anyone who's charismatic and insane enough. All right. Well let's let's wrap up. I think this has been awesome. Well I don't want to toot my I don't want to toot our own horn, but well, let's, it's let's been play very this Marco interesting. Rubio quote. But exactly yeah. let's wrap this up. With Marco Rubio. So Marco Rubio, this is now the Republican Party is going to attempt to cobble itself back together. I think it's going to take a second. Marco Rubio, again, is someone who has just decided no matter how unprincipled or how disgusting Donald Trump, what some of the things, some of the things he says and does and. He has supported him throughout the vast majority yeah. of the decisions that he's made, along with he yeah. and Lindsey Graham and just these sycophants. Marco Rubio is also one of these voices power. that when uh, the Biden campaign buses were being like uh, uh, swarmed, harassed, yeah. harassed, he was like egging them on. So, I mean, this he's a bitch. He's, 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 another he's one aligning of these... himself with the more like let let aggression reign. He's the little dog that barks and barks and barks and barks and barks. And as soon as big dog goes away. He just sits there and says, takes a dump and says he's sorry. But, so let's listen yeah. to him taking a dump and apologizing for the past four years, basically. Well, not apologizing. He's, he's saying that these people are not representative of Trump. These are not conservatives. These are wackos. These are nut jobs. Now, 99 percent of the people that were at that protest did not storm that Capitol. They have strong feelings about the election. They support the president and they were not a part of it. But there is this element, very small but enough people to create a tremendous amount of damage and put a lot of people in danger. And we should be rejecting that group, not after the fact, but before. And uh, and to the extent anyone has indulged that, I think that's important to recognize and point to and say, look, this is, this is why we have to watch what we say and who we allow into the movement, because these are the people that can do terrible things. And they may be they may be incited to do things by words that maybe you didn't intend to be read that way, but they did. And that's all that matters. It doesn't matter what you meant. It matters what they thought you meant. And that's what I sort of meant. He sort of backtracks and is kind of like, I didn't mean to say it like that. It's like you did. Those are the words. 
pretty simple. As a matter of fact, the one thing about Trump that I think was one of the political benefits of him is that he says it like it is. He says it like he thinks it. There is no fun political like floof. No, it literally is. The verbiage is as direct as it can get. That's what helped him. And that's why when Marco Rubio says they read into it, you can't read into uh, the they read into exactly what he said verbatim. They just believed it. That's the problem that Trump gave. What, 40 minutes before they breached the Capitol was go change those lawmakers minds about making Biden the president. And he was there's something about the black gloves (laughs) that he was wearing. I'm like, what are you You about to drop a shoe in the dip? Are you the bad guy again from who framed Roger Rabbit drink? If you had that on today's episode, because that gets mentioned. Um, But then you also have like people like Mo Brooks, who's a Republican representative who who says, please don't please don't be like fake news media. Don't rush to judgment on the assault on the Capitol. Wait for investigation. All may oh. not be and likely is not what appears. Evidence growing that fascist Antifa orchestrated Capitol attack with clever mob control tactics. No, it is not real. <laughs> and of course, again, the irony, you all know uh, when it comes to, wait, hold on, wait for judgment. It's like, no, no I'm sorry. No, I guess not. Uh, all right. Well, there you go, I everyone. Do, actually, look, can we read this as a going out? I thought sure, this was if very, you would I like thought, to. I thought this was a good... Um, so somebody posted on the... I think this is the the Reddit... Politi- uh, the politics Reddit thread. Okay, I'm sure that's nothing but it's nice, all, peaceful Apparently it's a nightmare, yeah. yeah uh, I would but so, somebody yeah. posted this very facetiously. And uh, in the... I think it explained what... If, if somebody is coming out of their fog because of this capital siege, this is what they must be thinking, which is insane if you put it into perspective and i would assume that there are people coming out of the fog and Some i really people, hope I imagine, that this yeah. was a wake-up call but I really so like so. so they say here uh, anonymous says uh, imagine spending the better part of the last five years having your brain and ego melted by uninterrupted poll exposure flying to washington in the middle of a pandemic to hear trump whine about oprah and mike pence at a rally marching up to congress on his orders to smash shit and then mill around aimlessly you go home and hear that biden won anyway and all of your favorite twitter news sources named like patriot newsmen of the west with avatars of roman statues have posted your photo online and are labeling you a gay communist antifa actor then the next day the god emperor you pasted into warhammer memes puts out a video cucking himself and bending the knee i'm sorry those were heinous acts please let me tweet again jack you can't leave dc because the airlines have dubbed you a flight risk you can't stay because the cops are actively looking for you after one of their own died your roommate at the only hotel that would accept you is a guy named Base Kekistan1488 who wants to show you his goblin slayer torrents. The sun is going down and you are getting cold. Um, I think that is a... If yeah, that, I think that that's person really... exists right now in the, in the aftermath of this and is like is probably having well, a uh, quite a journey. Uh, hopefully there's a lot of soul searching taking place and uh, there's a lot of people who um, can realize uh, what people have been saying for a long time. Donald Trump he dupes you, he lies to you, and destroys you. And there's a lot of people who are destroyed now, who have been duped. And if we can have any positive thing come from this, um, hopefully this is a wake-up call for folks. That uh, everything that he has been doing, all of the lies he's been spreading, all of the, the the words he's been saying, all of those have a real tangible effect. And hopefully, again, this is a wake-up call. And I also, when it comes to people like Marco Rubio, saying 99% of the protesters were peaceful. If you actually look, first of all, that's not empirical. There's no evidence that says 99% of the people were peaceful. I think there were most, 
non-peaceful people. That was the point of being there was to have an upheaval and to have a uh, an insurrection. And um, I really just yeah. – hopefully we can – and again, this is why I've been saying this, and we'll see if I'm right. I don't know, but I really do believe, again, the election was the beginning of the beginning of the end, and everything we've seen since has just been taking us down that road. And hopefully uh, this puts Trumpism to bed because there is n- – as far as I'm concerned – there is no way he can run in 2024. Or, I mean, he can. He can do whatever the F he wants. To see he's what, in prison. It'll be interesting um, to see what he does. But, it, yeah. but I really do think this this hurts. And, but uh, and just hopefully lastly, this is a massive wake-up call. Trump being suspended from Twitter. He's banned permanently. He's banned, right? Yeah. He's banned permanently from Twitter oh. and Pinterest and Spotify and Shopify and Pornhub. Pinterest, huh? Uh, it's where you like share pictures of like cakes. Oh. <laughs> By the way, I'm, I'm getting pretty upset. With with these cakes, these cakes are hiding everywhere. Yeah, I saw one video and it looked like a dog. Do you see this video? It looked like a cute dog, and uh-huh. then the woman took a knife to it, and it was a cake. I think we have different Twitter feeds. I think we. <laughs> this is my Instagram. I, but I saw I saw something that looked like a head that was a cake. Yeah, I saw a football that was like that's a football. It was a cake. If I see one more of these freaking lion cakes, I'm going to be kind of upset. I well now we have. We have uh, advance notice of the cake massacre that Don't will happen in a couple days. Cakes should look like cakes, and dogs should look like dogs. But I, I wanted to share my favorite Trump tweet of uh, of the past four years. And oh, this is a bit of a reminiscing. It's nice we can reminisce. And this is well, why we've been talking about that. Ever since 2016, I was like, I can't wait till it's over, and we can have some hindsight on, ironically, 2020. Um, well, I, y- y- you have to admit. Trump is one of the best Twitter users uh, alive. I mean, he's one of the greats. He's evil, but he's one of the greats. Uh, and mm. I he, okay, so you have the same thing that I have with Rush Limbaugh. Where I'm like, he's probably the greatest radio performer of all time. He's evil, and everything he says is wrong. But from a performative aspect, he's very talented. The only person who deserves to have a coffee table book with their tweets as the content of that coffee table book is Trump, because okay, he is a master Twitter user. He just happens to be very evil. But oh. here's one of my favorites. Uh, this is actually from 2011. Wow. Uh, Barney Frank looked disgusting. Bin- <laughs> Barney Frank looked disgusting. Nipples protruding in his blue shirt before Congress. Very, very disrespectful. <laughs> Even a broken clock is right 10 times a day. <laughs> Just uh, things like that. Or you're going to... You're going to miss me when I'm gone. I think I am going to miss that. Man, I wish he was never president. God, that would be great because he's not wrong. Barney Frank. Come on, buddy. Watch them nips. Nipples protruding. Very disrespectful. <laughs> it's I love Oh, That was disrespectful in 2011. I remember that. I remember when Obama wore that beige suit. Woo. Controversy. Okay, everyone. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Top Hat. Uh, hopefully, we recapped. Uh, uh, hopefully, you you know more about what happened on the Capitol. Hopefully, we were able to help you. Uh, you know, learn. Learn. News is coming fast and hot, and I'm just. I myself am also just trying to keep up with the. Then turn it off. I don't. Just turn it I'm off. I'm just. I'm. I'm in the like matrix goo of news right now. Like yeah. I just need to escape and have fun. World. Play Ghost of Susama. Play Luigi's Haunted Mansion. Either. Go, I will say that's my Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima is unbelievable. If you haven't played it and you want to waste, uh, not even waste, spend 100 hours sitting on your tukas. I already played the original Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, you did? Jade There's- Empire. For all oh, my Jade Empire. Oh, you are so. All, I'm not even going to do this with you. For all my Bioware heads out there. Oh, Jade he- Empire. Just play, just play an old Jade Empire game. Oh, my God. The snark. The snark coming from Travis Morningstar. Thank you all so much for listening. We hope you're doing as well as you can be out there. We're in the fourth quarter. 
when it comes to all of this, what's going on. The end of second half of 2021. Woo! We cannot wait. We hope to see you guys on the road and everything like that. So, All right, everyone. Hang in there. Keep on trucking along. Hail yourselves. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.